This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards. I'm Matt Moderno. He's Jihadi White. Jihadi, it's media day. I've got a whole bunch of quotes here for you. I'm going to read them for folks, and we'll talk through them a little bit. But I guess the first question is, should we take anything that anybody says during media day at face value? Are these quotes meaningful at all? Yes and no. Media day, I think the guys are happy to be on new teams and new teammates. And and that's always, from from the jump, feels good. You know, mm-hmm. it's everything is perfect to is not not saying it won't be but so it's the most optimistic day that you ever see um with a team right and now they don't still know each other's personalities yet really you know they're the quirks you know locker room demeanor um when passes may or may not go through shots uh taken or or not taken you know you know how it goes so so yeah, yeah, it's the you know media day is usually the biggest kumbaya fest ever, and with media day, you just have to you have to see how sincere are the guys when they're as optimistic as they are. Um, great thing is most of these guys, you know, like Jordan Poole, you, definitely sincere because he gets a he gets a, a refreshing new platform. He gets to re- hit the reset button. In a great situation. Yeah, I think uh, for him, if you're trying to kind of rebrand your image and stuff like that after last year's, I don't know, less successful season, I I definitely think he's somebody that could really benefit for this. We'll get into the full Scopey Media Day here in a minute before we get going. Brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades. Also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, UFC, tennis, more, everything you can think of. You could probably bet on NBA preseason games if you are a real sicko and want to go do that. But uh, BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games. Head to the website today and use our uh, 50% off welcome bonus with our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's get the bad news out of the way here first. I want to make this a hopefully mostly optimistic show, but the team is a little banged up already. Uh, they've announced that Landry Shamit broke a toe, I think, during a pickup game. He should be out two to four weeks. Daniel Gafford fell during a pickup game, hurt one of his elbows. Uh, doesn't need surgery, but should be out two to four weeks to let that heal and rest. And Denny Avdia only participated in a portion of their open camp, uh, open training camp practice because he has some back tightness that's lingering a little bit. So he just couldn't do everything. I don't think that's as big a deal, but 
is this pretty common to come into camp? Guys haven't been going full bore maybe the last couple of weeks leading into camp and and just, I don't know, should we be worried about this, that, that three guys already uh, nicked up, I guess? I wouldn't be too worried about it. You know, you got to understand toward training camp, you know, those few weeks before, that month mm-hmm. before training camp, guys are doing the most trying to make sure they're okay. in tip-top shape to be the best they can be in training camp. The, the worst mm-hmm. thing you can ever do to a, to the NBA or to an organization is show up in training camp not ready to play, yeah. right? I mean, they kill – you know, obviously they kill you if that's the case. You, right. You know, a lot of organizations put it out there. So mm-hmm. with, with that being said, in that process of getting there to try to get yourself in tip-top shape, you can't can have certain, you know, small things. Now, um, back situation, I'm not too concerned about that. You know, that, that'll come, they'll loosen up, you know, it's stiff back, you know, it's, that happens as long as it's not something that continues and lasts, you know, those back situations, if they end up lasting a long time, it could be, it can affect your career. You can be dealing with that all all season potentially. Now, that's, that's the only thing that's, mostly my biggest concern mm-hmm. that's all about the healing process all about the blood flow to that area yeah. to heal and just with the foot is so many small little joints you know that's that has to be a, a patient thing where it has to heal correctly mm-hmm. or you know it, it's your foot it's that's that's what you use to play on yeah, especially if you're a guy like Shamit, you're running around around screens and things like that. Like he needs that to be you know, fully 100% to be fully effective. So exactly, definitely keep an eye on that one. Uh, moving on to the more positive notes from Media Day, Jordan Poole said, quote, he's a big fan of Daniel Gafford and can see them having a James Harden, Clint Capella type relationship or potential in the future as a pick and roll duo. I think you've mentioned Capella specifically as a guy that we'd like to see Gafford try to get to. So uh, if Poole sees that from him, you know, maybe there's more there we can unlock. We talked about Russell Westbrook drawing in defenses and attention and that opening up uh, Gafford a little bit here too. So so maybe having a running buddy like uh, Poole in there that has faith in him will kind of help unlock him a little bit this year too. It will. So when you got to have a guy like Poole come in, you have to study him. Yeah. Right. Gafford is going to be as good as he learns how Poole plays. Mm-hmm. He's going to be as good as he's makes himself available when pool's caught in, in situations, right? Sure. He's going to be as good as, as much as he plays in the sky when pool throws up the, the oop, right? Yep. So one great thing about Gafford is he will run the floor. He can yeah. run with this team. He's not mm-hmm. a big, slow, big, he's a, yep. he's a, he can get up and down. If he, if, if, if he first, if he rim runs, no one can guard him, right? If he just goes through bodies, that's my biggest issue is he's going to have to go through bodies to be the player that Poole expects him to be. Mm-hmm. He can't hit He can't hit a wall and fall down or hit a wall right. and stop, right? Yeah. And, and if they can really teach him to accept more physical hits and go through more physical pressure right he can be i don't know if he quite can be a clint capella but he can be 
effective in this in this new scheme and this in this unit. You know, this this entire team is raw. Gafford is raw, right? So, um, I, I I like that we do have a blank slate kind of of players mm-hmm. that that have a lot. We have a lot to work with because we have the the physical ability. Sure, we have the skills, but just so you just can build these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that could benefit from the moves they made this offseason, it's Gafford. He doesn't have to play next to another big. You know, some of the defensive stuff with the bigger matchups. Those are guys that everybody struggles with. But can he run the floor hard enough and make somebody like Embiid chase him all game? to wear him down. Like, I think he can do those kinds of things where uh, he's putting pressure on them on the other end, like you said, as a rim runner and pool also talked about, well, pool said, I've always played the right way. I was never a me, me, me type of play style. Whatever's the next right, right play. If somebody's open because I was able to draw, draw two, I'll get the ball off. You want to see other players succeed because you need everybody to be successful to me. Like Gafford is the one who popped into mind when he said that quote of like, all right, if, if these guys are sticking with me, you better like run to the rim every single time and I'll throw the lob up there. And I laughed a little bit because I, I just remember Jordan Poole playing in Michigan and uh, he was definitely a me, me, me type of guy. If he touched the ball, it was going up. Uh, but that was, I think, the role they kind of wanted for him. Uh, but, you know, I, it was interesting to hear him talk about what a selfish or unselfish, uh, you know, team first guy he is. Like, I hope that's the case here in Washington, but uh, I don't know if that's always the the label I would have given him. I was surprised to hear Poole say that myself. Now, one th- I haven't seen that particular player, sure. but one thing I did like about him saying that is he kind of understands, yeah, what they're expecting of him here, right? You're gonna they're expect or what they're trying to build him into be, mm-hmm. right? They're not saying that they're not expecting for him to get thirty some nights. Sure, make the right read all- though. Yeah. But they expected him to be um, a big facilitator as well, mm-hmm. get guys involved, right? Yeah. They sound like they're expecting him to be a penetrate and pitch type of guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's to me is in is good to see that that that's mm-hmm. enlightening that he knows. Okay, he knows what the expectations are and what's the next level of what this team is to. To what you know, to for him to go to where he wants to go in this team. Yep. Now, yeah, t- now I don't know if he's he's good at that yet. Sure. But who cares? Yeah, this is the year to find out. Right? they can create, you know, make grow him to be that player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him grow through all those kind of growing pains this season, and hopefully, it pays dividends down the road. And they've talked about him being more on yeah. ball this year too. So I think. That really is what they're telling him, and it sounds like he's hearing that message. Whether uh, if they're four and ten to start the season or something, if he still sticks to that, uh, I think that's going to be like the real test. But I don't know. I never hate when guys are saying the right things early in the year. Here, um, uh, Kuzma talked about playing with Jordan Poole and said they'll complement each other really well because they've both played off the ball with other you know high usage, high volume guys. He also specifically mentioned they've been pieces next to Hall of Fame players, so. They know how to be unselfish, and they can do that. Uh, so I, I think they're excited about that. He said, it's not a my turn, his turn type of situation. We can play throughout an ecosystem together and make it work. So I I, I buy that for them. I think they're going to gel well. I, I think whether they're 
as good as any other two best players on any other team in the league, when your two best players at least kind of vibe, I feel like that's that's a way to be better than people expect you to be, at least. Yeah, I'm still I'm still curious to see what type of tandem they will be. Mm-hmm. My experience with both players, especially Kuzma last year, which he really didn't have a choice or another option, mm-hmm. was to create his own. I've always seen Poole create his own, yep. right? Which is good. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, that's a good thing to have on the team, yeah. right? But you don't want a Tatum to where they they only can play with the ball in their hand. They don't really play off the ball well. Right? And it's tough when guys learn to be able to create on their own. Mm-hmm. Now to go back right. into – playing off the ball type of player, right? Mm-hmm. Um now that if if to me the person who needs to play off the ball more too would be Kuzma. Right. Yeah, he needs some easier looks graded for him. Right. So if he can play off the ball more, I think that 10 will work well. Yeah. So um and I and I think he can play off the ball well much more than Poole. Because I felt like he only ended up – I haven't really seen him play on the ball at all until the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So he's more naturally off the ball. Yep. Yeah, I think we'll see his efficiency go back up if it's not – you know, like they, they said openly last year, a lot of times they ran no place for him. He just was like, here's the ball, go do your thing, and hopefully it works out. I, I think having more structure with him featured and then creating stuff for him – We'll see a more efficient player, and hopefully that's a better player. Uh, but they also talked a lot about playing fast. That was a very frequent theme in media day. That's something you and I have been talking about all summer. Is we This team has to play that way to have a chance to be competitive. Wes Unseld said, I think we have the ability to play faster. We've got more shooting on the floor, which, of course, you've got to have more shooting, so that part is exciting. Shooting was another consistent theme. And it sounds like that was the blueprint that this organization, this new front office saw for the team. Play fast, be young, be scrappy, kind of like those OKC teams that overachieved a little bit and just run people to death and spread the floor everywhere and make them guard you the whole width of the court. Like that's that seems to be the model. And and that's really what they've built here. You bring in uh, multiple good players. I, I think I stole this from from a tweet from Chase Hughes, but they acquired five very good three point shooters. Uh, Tyus Jones was 37% last year. Poole hit 214 threes. Shamit was 38%. Gallinari was 38%. Mascala was 39%. And you have actual stretch bigs. I mean, Porzingis was a stretch big last year, obviously, but he was kind of the only one. So now you've got like, you could play Gallinari at the four, um, Mascala at the five, Kuzma at the three next to Poole and somebody else, Poole and Kispert. They might not guard anybody, but you've got five guys that you have to guard in every corner of the court. Uh, that that's a that's an interesting, fun team to watch, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, absolutely. With Jones, Poole, uh, Muscala, Shamit. I mean, yeah. Floor. It's very hard to stretch the floor. Um, the guarder to scout a team that can stretch. Yeah, stretch the floor, right? Because that means that ball can just whip, 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 rip around mm-hmm. the perimeter. You have to respect every player, right? Now you have the, a team that can run, especially if you get Gafford in the rim running. Yep. Team that can stretch the floor. You have two guys who can guarantee 
get downhill, mm-hmm. right? Um, some great shooters, some great defenders, and then you still have some unicorns you haven't figured out yet. To yeah, me, which is Kula Bay, right? Um, so and, and and some very and some good athletes. Yeah. This team could be something you can mold into something because now you really don't have a lot of selfish personalities. Yeah. Right. You. It's all about what you instill. Right. This is all. This is a. You know, fresh some fresh minds that you can and young. Mm-hmm. Right. You can really instill some culture with this crew. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, 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 and take you no. Know, my biggest question out of this crew still would be Gafford. What he can be. What he can. What he can be. I could. I could see it. Mm-hmm. He has the potential. Yeah. Will he get there? Will he get there? Really get there to make this this puzzle fit, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's not. I don't think it's something overnight. Like you know, I can say well, everybody's optimistic, but I like the pieces we have. I like what they're trying to build. And we've seen teams like this when they finally get to where they need to be and 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 hit on all cylinders. You can you end up having a a Sacramento. Yeah, I think that's what they're looking at is those kinds of teams. Play young, play fast, you know, run on everybody. We might not be the best defensive team in the league, but enjoy guarding us the full length of the court for the entire game. And I that that's why I would take the over with this group. I I'm not crazy and I'm not gonna say they're gonna win like 38 games or something like that, but uh 24 still just seems crazy low to me, uh given given this. And at least it sounds like they want to play the way that seems to unlock their potential the best. I think this will be a big year for Wes Unsell Jr. Um, the other news I was just thinking that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 with this group, excuse me, with this group, it really falls on the coaching staff yeah. as much as it, it, this is the type where if things don't start to build and create slowly, you see changes and you see certain cultures and you see in um, certain things programmed in the player, the certain things implemented and, and a regiment that the players f- really are following. It's going to be tough not to look back at that culture style. Yeah. And, and this was another piece of news this week too, is that the wizards are picking up the fourth year option for next year on West Sunsell jr. And I think the people that were kind of anti West were like, Oh my gosh, that means we're guaranteeing him this year, next year. But, this to me is simply he's not a lame duck coach anymore this year. Like, how uh, do you could speak to this a lot better than I can? But when a coach is at the end of a contract and has not been renewed, a lot of times a player is going to tune that out because, like, I will be here longer than you, most likely. It's a new front office, it's an incumbent coach or a, you know, the coach that was already here. If he didn't have a deal at least for next year, I think that puts him in a really tough spot going into the season. So I don't think this guarantees we'll see Wes Unsell Jr. for the full next two seasons, but I think they give him a fair shake this year and evaluate in the off season. And, um, you know, that extension doesn't guarantee that they're going to keep him any longer term than that, in my opinion. Yeah. But it also says they see something. There's enough faith to want to try to work it out. I'm just saying that you're not locked into him for forever. If they, if they really felt like that strongly, he'd have gotten more than a one-year option picked up. Like they're yeah. definitely still gonna like see how he does. If it's yeah. a shit show, it doesn't mean he's definitely back next year. 
Yeah, he's going to have to prove himself. He's going to have to prove himself. But they did give him an extension enough to say, okay, he's, he's I guess, in the, in the meetings mm-hmm. with him and the staff. They they see his 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 concept and his system and what he wants to put in, right? Yeah. And they they like it. They believe in it for now. Yeah, exactly. The proof will be in the pudding, though, at some point. Yeah, here. true, true. Uh, for anybody following along here and watching on the YouTube channel, there's the comment section there. So if you guys want to ask us any questions as we're going through this, feel free to do that. We'll answer them live as we're going through this. I'm um, just going to hit the rest of the media day stuff. Speaking about the shooting here and circling back. Mike Muscala said he really thinks that's going to be the strength of this team is their shooting. And, and that's something that they were, you know, they've kind of fallen short. They've taken a lot less threes than most teams in the league the last couple of years. So at the very least, you can see like the inner workings of like the front office of trying to build toward a more modern team. And then Kuzma said this year, we've got a lot of shooting. We've got a lot of exciting players. We've got a lot of players that can do a lot of different things on the court. I think it's going to be really entertaining. I agree with him. I think the versatility on this team is the other big thing here. You've got a lot of dudes that can play multiple positions and do different stuff. And, and I'm excited about that too. I, I, my biggest concern right now, if I have to think about two things, mm-hmm. two primary things for this team, it's rebounding. I don't see any yeah. rebounding presence in this team at all. And yeah. it would be defense, sure. which to me, defense has nothing to do with the players. Golf hmm. scheme at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how, Everybody's athletes. It's about how how much emphasis you put on how strong we're going to be defensively, how mm-hmm. how accountable you're going to hold them for not being yeah. strong defensively, right? Right. Yep. So to I me, think that's the biggest piece. Right. Right. Because we 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 have offensive elements. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, rebounding. I just feel like we're we we're kind of weak at the rebounding area. <laughs> I totally agree. Which to me is is major. Yeah. You know, it's major. That's because that's every team has to have second chance opportunities. Mm -hmm. You can't be a one and done, you know, one shot and we're done. So rebounding is major unless we have a lot of athletes that can crash. Sure. But we just don't have a primary rebounding type of player. Right. And so, and so it's just rebounding defense to me. I think those are two things that really, really, really need to be up front, the upfront focuses, and then we can fill in up everywhere else. Yeah, I think you said it there, right? They have the pieces here to like be a good like it's gonna have to be a team thing, right? Like they're gonna have to re like gang rebound essentially. But then if you're also a team that wants to be a fast breaking team, if you're sending everybody the defensive glass. Uh, you know, that that hurts your ability to leak out on stuff, too. But you're making my point. Yeah, you're, uh, you're I making agree. my yeah. point, right? I'm, I'm fully agreeing with you. If you had a few yeah. primary rebounders, yeah. right, then you wouldn't have to have the resort to have an option. We have to crash just so we can get extra, you know, mm-hmm. right? Get So, but since I, do not, I don't see that player in anybody, I don't see it in Muscala, I don't see it in yeah. Gafford, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... To me, if I say who could be the biggest re- the, the lead the leader in rebounding on this team this year, it I say Kuzma. I would too. Which is, is not which he should not be the guy who's a leader rebounding. Yeah. Right. So, so then that takes away all the elements that can make us into a a, a modern team. Yeah. Because now we can't get down the floor. Yeah. Right. So 
So we're missing that major fact. I think when you saw Gafford at his best, like I mentioned with the Westbrook piece, Westbrook did a lot of that defensive rebounding for him too. And it let Gafford just leak out down the floor. And somebody picked up the slack here and got 10 rebounds game or whatever. Uh, Kuzma that year was a very good defensive rebounder. And, you know, like like you said, who picks up that slack? Uh, I, I guarantee you Tyus Jones isn't going to average nine rebounds a game. So it's um somebody's somebody's got to do something there. You really need guy. Gafford to. Only other person I can see who can be that guy, but I don't think he'll start off getting them the minutes to be that guy. Mm. It's Kula Bay. Oh, cool, Molly. Kula yeah. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched him enough to see how he goes toward the boys, how athletic mm-hmm. he is, how he can be a, a great athletic rebounder. But then I don't see how he fits in the piece. Oh. Like, I don't see him as a five. I, yeah. You want him in, you know. Yeah, he's, just, he's the wing. To see, you know, yeah. He's the wing you want leaking out. He'll more and more less be a substitution for Kuzma. Yeah, something like that. Uh, D- Denny is is a guy for me that like could pick up some rebounding slack here. He's a six seven per rebound per game kind of guy, and true, true. he's another guy that if he gets the rebound, he's also a competent enough ball handler to push the pace and make the right passes. So I think he's really going to be a guy they need to step up. And you and I've talked a good amount about who's the starting small forward with this team. That's maybe a case for why Denny should get some looks. There is he can kind of help out from from that aspect of things. But if he doesn't shoot it, having him and uh, and Gafford out there together kills your spacing a little bit too. So there's a lot of these guys like they need the full thing to come together here, but uh, it's a step in the right direction still, I think, um, yeah. with trying to play that way. But we have some pieces that we still need to add, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this final roster looks very different. Uh, even, I don't know, even by December or January would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Cool Bali, a couple interesting media day quotes about him. DeLon Wright said that Koulibaly really caught him by surprise in one of their pickup games uh, because he closed out from the paint to block another unnamed uh, player's three-point shot. He wouldn't throw anybody under the bus and say who it was, but, um, you know, he he closed down and and definitely caught somebody. Uh, And a couple other guys mentioned that too. Um, So I I think that's a good sign that they're already seeing flashes from him, building some confidence in him, and at least his ability to come in right away and play some defense. If you have a basketball eye, you should be excited about it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You have the a, tools are there. Right. Yeah. You have, no, you could see that you're going to have to put some work in. You're going to, sure. You're going to have to put in some nine to five hours <laughs> to get them where you need them to be. Yeah. But if you have a basketball eye, ah, yeah, you should be excited about him. Um, yeah. Because he's a, he's a specimen of mold as far as just all the things that he can do. He can pretty much do everything in the game. And then he's his size, yep. right? I think he's just raw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you got to un, unbaby giraffe him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, put some training wheels on him a little bit here early. Let him uh, get his legs under him. Uh, just more on, on right. Cool Bali. Um, they asked him who which players have been most helpful for him so far. Uh, and he said Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole moved um, Koulibaly's name on one of the lockers next to his so he could take him under his wing this year and kind of mentor him. And That's something we've only really heard a lot about Kuzma doing for the younger guys the last couple of years, so that Poole has already kind of taken a leadership role on the team, especially with that like young franchise piece in Koulibaly. Like, that's like my favorite thing that came out of Media Day was that little anecdote. 
Yeah, I would like to see Pooh's leadership qualities, right? Yeah. I, I'm very interested in what they could be because you don't know. But right. at the same time, that's good that you don't know. You, mm-hmm. you might have something that you can be a dynamic leader. And and this is the perfect situation for him to be there. And he, it seems what I like about Pooh is he know exactly what they want. Yeah. And he's willing to not only go 100%, he's willing to give 110% to, to meet those criteria, right? Mm-hmm. And those expectations, right? And if you can pass, we all know Pool's game. It's dyna- I mean, it's dynamic. I mean, yeah. to first of all, to be able to go to the Warriors, play on the Warriors, and say, and stick out like he did in major games mm-hmm. and score against top competition. You know when you're playing against the Warriors, you're getting every team's best night. Mm-hmm. And he was not only effective, he was very effective. Yeah. Right? So that's, first of all, that's... Especially without Curry. Right, without Curry. Yeah. That's a mentality. Mm-hmm. Before a skill. Sure. Before talent. And he's got some killer in there. If he can pass that alone, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can also pass a trick, and he makes very good micro decisions, right? Yeah. Just because he double team doesn't mean he he doesn't pass. Yeah, he may he may not pass. What most people say, oh, that's you know, still get you two points mm-hmm. and get to the basket. Those are gems to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Can he pass pass that to Koulibaly? Yeah. And to be just coming over here as young as you are and being able to soak that up. Mm -hmm. Ah, come on. I, uh, you're lucky. You're lucky as a rookie or or, or your first time, your mm -hmm. first year to even be able to soak something like that up against. If you notice, the best players always had that particular guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody to kind of like shepherd them in the right direction, pick those mm-hmm. things up. Uh, somebody in your neck of, neck, uh, neck of the woods here in Missouri uh, is Dennis Gates, the coach at Missouri. And one of the things he did for his college team was he told guys that if they got uh, an open look where they actually caught the ball in rhythm, if they didn't shoot it, he was going to set like sit them down no matter what. They would get pulled if they didn't let it fly, no matter what. And that team last year was one of the best shooting teams in the country. And guys took a huge, huge jump forward from their percentages uh, the years before. I would love to see that kind of thing with this Wizards team. Like if you're Koulibaly, if you get a look, take it. I don't give a shit if you can make it right now. It needs to go up. And that should be the same thing for Denny. It should be the same thing for Corey. Like any of these younger guys, especially empower them to pull the trigger on this stuff. And you'll live with the results for now. True, true. I mean, that's what Mike Brown does. Yeah. Mike Brown. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, that's what Mike Brown does. Um, I was just listening to who I was. Who was I listening to? They said when they played for Mike Brown, he was the complete opposite way. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and they can't believe now that's that's his philosophy. Right, right. The old Cleveland teams were totally different. He would he would sit me on the bench if, if we did it, you know. Yeah. But um, 
that's that's the way the game is now. And you have to have what that teaches is your players to be confident in yep. big moments, mm-hmm. be comfortable in the big moment. It's also makes it You uh, froze up a little. On I said it also makes a team. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. It also makes a team hard to guard and yep. hard to scout when everybody everybody's confident to pull it and everybody will pull the trigger. Yep. Right. That, it frees up. It frees up the lane mm-hmm. so well for your your Kuzmas, for your pools, mm-hmm. for your for your Denny's. Yeah, with that pool piece, like he's definitely not lacking from the confidence perspective. So if that transfers over from him, that's great. But the coaching staff can give that same confidence to these guys with that that mindset as well. And like just that Missouri example, like those guys didn't get better. They didn't work on form. They weren't better shooters. But the confidence that they could shoot it freely, they never have to think about, do I get pulled if I miss this? Like they just got naturally better. Like of anyone on the team, I think Denny Avdia is the guy that could use that the most. Cause like playing next to Beal and some of these other guys the last couple of years, like if he just let it rip every time, even if they might've wanted to, you still have to think about like, shit, should I have given it to Beal and gotten out of the way or Porzingis or whoever this year's team, like there shouldn't be any of that. And I think you could see like a three, 4% jump from some of these guys without even major form changes. So what's the know, purpose hope- of getting all the shooters? <laughs> right. Exactly. Let them shoot. What's you the know- purpose of getting all the shooters that they're hitting? That's that's unbelievably well said. Like exactly right. Let them shoot. If that's what they do, let them do it. Listen, we got this uh, team full of shooters. We playing modern basketball. Yeah. If you're not shooting, you're running. Yeah, you should be. I'm keeping a chart that's of right. the shots you didn't take. That's how many sprints you run. There was another example of this. I always like to at, at Kansas uh, about ten years ago at this point. But Brandon Rush on that uh, that national championship team. He was so unselfish that if he didn't shoot, Bill Self put him on a treadmill during practice and made him run until he was ready to come back out and shoot the ball more. Like, I want that kind of mindset for this team. Let everything fly and just run people to death, push on everything. And they may not be very good this year, but it'd be fun. I mean, I don't know. We'll take that. Well, it just, and it's just natural pressure. It ends up being natural pressure for teams. Yeah. Like you said, pushing everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to play against, it's hard to guard. And you'll find yourself not only in games, close games toward the end, you'll find yourself winning some games just just because. And then what happens is people learn how to play in a system like that, right? Yeah. In a system yeah. like that to the point to where, uh, okay, if, okay, if the guy on the opposite side is pulling right away, mm-hmm. we're crashing on a we're crashing on the opposite side, right? Yeah. Right. It, it now your plans uh, like just technical like basketball to like just with a feel mm-hmm. right you're just playing it with a feel yeah not overthinking things like you're right. just reacting the I guys without the balls are playing it with a feel yeah right that's what you okay need. okay i know we'll pull it we're pulling the quick team mm-hmm. right so uh i know that pass oh he's pulling that let me go ahead and react now mm-hmm. i know when and to I crash i know i know right. to, to yeah exactly i know right. to cut or you know right. like uh, that's huge. If it turns into Poole and Kuzma dribbling around and nobody moving around them, this team gets pretty shitty pretty quick, in my opinion. So I, not that you don't want that some possessions, but that can't be 
you know, the bulk of the offense. So, no. so hopefully they all recognize that. And it at least sounds like they do. We'll see what this looks like 20 games into the season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, th- this is not a team that's going to lead the league in defense, uh, you know, this, this year, but they also, like you said, they need to have that uh, defensive accountability kind of speaking to that. Denny Avdia said he was really excited about forming a defensive wing duo with Koulibaly, who he praised uh, for his size, length, and mobility, and said, I'm going to help him be better and know the stuff that I was struggling with as a rookie. I think when you have two players from an international background coming over, like Denny is probably the right guy to be able to say, like, this is what you can and should do right away. Like, this is, let me mentor you now. And then he can take some ownership of some stuff and feel like a vet. Uh, at 22, he's the longest tenured wizard, which is crazy to me to think about. Um, but yeah, like this is an opportunity for him to to kind of show more and do more off the court too, and and you know mentor him the way Kuzma tried to mentor him the last couple of years. Like pay pay it forward. I I really want to see that too. He has that obligation now. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you, he, he's literally obligated to do that. You have to. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, not only that, it's he has to do it. You just can't say it. Mm-hmm. You know, because what happens, yeah. what happens is every NBA player will let you know mm-hmm. if 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 he starts showing a little bit of shine. Long as it, it's great to do it, long as it don't affect you. Yeah. You have to do it, even if it affects you. Yeah, if right? it takes my minutes, then right. Advice. So it's it's cool to say, and it's easy to say. Sure. Until he becomes that guy. Right, but then that's your job. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Is you're doing it for that for that reason, right? Because yeah. it's it's about you know, is it about the team? Mm-hmm. And if you're Denny, you're you're fighting for that extension or that next contract here or somewhere else. If you say those things and do those things, other people around the league will hear about that too. And if your your role on the court is still a little questionable. Uh, if you can prove that you also have some additional value off the court, teams will definitely factor that in too. And I'm not saying he's doing this for selfish reasons or anything like that. I think he probably just wants to help his young teammate who he sees from a similar path. But I'm just saying there is intrinsic value of of kind of doing that stuff too. Right. That's what I say. You know, you know, first day of training camp, everybody's there. It's the biggest kumbaya moment, right? It's, yep. it's, <laughs> It's, yeah. it's cool. It's the ultimate kumbaya, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, you can tell, I like when guys are saying the right thing. Sure. But it's all about, you know, the actions. You know, it's just certain guys I that, like, when I hear Poole saying things, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he gets it, right? Yeah. Now, some other guys, okay, let me see if that really, let me see if that's really the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll know pretty soon, like, uh, once they go on that first four game losing streak or something like that's that's the test for these guys of oh, yeah. uh, everybody's Adversity. chemistry can be good when when everyone has the same record in the league. That adversity set in. Yep, exactly. Which, uh, now we know what we're dealing with. Now we know what we really need to fix. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, two fan questions here, two listener questions. Um, actually, both from Evan Milberg. Shout out Evan. These were two really good ones. I, I thought were worth highlighting. Uh, just talking about some of that same topic right there. Um, you know, we were talking about the Draymond pool thing a little bit. And uh, Evan asked, we often think of vets as a hundred percent positive influences, but what happens to a basketball team when they aren't like when you have an older guy, that's, the, you know, not, not fitting in, in the locker room or isn't happy with not getting those minutes. How does that affect everybody else and the rest of that team, especially what happens on the court? 
So it's a difference between a vet that's taking somebody on their wing and, mm-hmm. you know, like like us guys say, we always need that vet on the team. They need a vet to bring back. Yeah. That type of vet not playing a lot. Sure. His job is to be there to be a positive influence. Mm-hmm. It's the vet that's also the leading scorer. That's also the the face of the team, face of the franchise. That's the one that can hurt a team more if he's not a positive influence. Right. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's what that vet does, right? Mm-hmm. That vet can ruin the team or not or not. Right. The vet that there for that particular reason, he's always gonna be good. Right. And you so, can yeah. cut that guy. He's a minimum guy too. So if he's being a dick, you just you let him go. It's not that doesn't hurt you. He he don't have you don't he don't have the wherewithal to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? He don't have the room to be a dick. That's what he knows what he's there for. Yeah. But that that leader guy. Mm-hmm. in those right and they can ruin the team there was uh that reporting earlier this week i guess that james harden potentially had a max deal on the table from the rockets and then when he talked to ime yudoka he talked about wanting to get back to winning scoring titles and ime was like nah pass we're good like that's not the dude we want here and you know they're building some with young guys and they want to play the way we're talking about playing and uh, one dude coming in and dribbling the air out of the ball and scoring 35 a game like that. We're not feeling that. Exactly. This, you make it. That's, that's exactly my point. Yeah. 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 I'm totally with you. Uh, other question from Evan sort of related to this a little bit here too, is how does the energy in the locker room shift when the team makes a big move right before training, uh, training camp? Like in, in your case, you were there for the MJ um, you know, joining of the team, like what, what's that dynamic like? Granted, this isn't the same thing as adding an MJ to the team, but there's a total uh, roster overhaul. I mean, that's not a big move. That's yeah. the biggest, that's a historic, epic move. Like you know, sending um, out Brad and Kuzma or Brad and KP is pretty big from Wizard current Wizard standards. It's not MJ. Nobody's MJ. But I mean, you've been there for a big move. What what's uh, what's that do to a team? Any kind of big move. Bef- right, right before what? Right before what? What'd you say? Like right before, before. season starts, or you know, early. Oh, before, um, like- well, if it's before season starts, you know, you think about it, but 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 once you get there, it's, it, you you work with what you have, mm. right? It's when season starts when that big move happens. Uh-huh. That's more. That's more dynamic, and that can be more. It can hurt more, or it can be more effective for, for the entire team, mm-hmm. right? Before season starts, okay, yeah, you work, you 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 starting to work with somebody, and you you thinking about every player's thinking about, okay, all right, I, my my teammates, and you know, you got to think about the primary score and how to create, try to get more out of yourself within working with him, sure. right? Um, but before the season starts, things happen, and it's it's the NBA, you know, things can happen. Mm-hmm. It's when that season season starts to get underway, and then you lose your main player, right? Or you lose a a, a big uh, a big name or somebody who's very effective to the to the to the organization and the offense and the scheme, mm-hmm. right? That's when everybody goes look around, yep. you know. So that's could be more, any of us. Yeah. That's more intense. 
Uh, like for instance, if they decide if they start pretty well and Kuzma looks crazy good and some team makes them a godfather offer to get Kuzma and they trade him out, like that's that would send a pretty big shockwave through the locker room. It'll it, it rock the team. Yeah. Right? Especially if they don't know especially they don't know what they're getting back yet. Yeah. You're not getting back anything that's worth it. That's certain guys, if they're thinking about their stats, mm-hmm. they might be rubbing their hands together. All right. Yeah. But if you're thinking about winning, I mean, because you got to look like this team, a, a season can be long or a season can be fun. Mm-hmm. When the season's fun, it don't feel, it don't matter how long it is. You don't care. Yeah. When there's, when the season is just losing and miserable, it becomes, and that could, that's a long season, right? And and those are not seasons you remember or you look you want you you look back on. It was like you you want those to be over with. Mm-hmm. So moving a major guy and not getting something that can really blend in to make you better, or we can go further with it, or because you you know when when you uh. When you, so as a as a player, it's all about okay, man. We just lost a big player. Let's see what we get back, yeah. and what you get back shows mm-hmm. oh, oh, it's gonna be rebuilding season. Yeah. When you learn it's a rebuilding season, all bets are off. Yeah, that's a long season. Can you have a a young team like let's say with not a ton of like expectations of winning? and still be a fun team. Like a couple of your Wizards teams, especially early, were when you were younger, a younger group, like was that still a fun group to be a part of? Like I, I guess winning and, and fun don't always have to go together, right? My second and third year, I think that was the funnest time I ever had in the NBA just because of the guys. Mm-hmm. You mean you had Jawan, you had Rod Strickland, you had Mitch, you had <laughs> Tracy Murray, you had Ben Wallace. Richard Hamp, that was a, we didn't win a lot. And we had a lot of talent. You did, yeah. We were very talented team. We didn't win a lot. But the camaraderie and how close, never, I never ever seen the team that close near ever again. Gotcha. Right, everything we did, we did together. It wasn't the front or the back of the bus. It was just the bus. Yeah, that's you. You know? Yeah, and so, so yeah, you can. You can have a, 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 Great season, um, memorable season, just because not you know winning is great, you know, but it's camaraderie. Mm. I, I think um, one of those moves may be showing togetherness in a slightly modern and unorthodox way. The uh, Wizards held a fashion show the other night. Uh, where all the players went out and uh, strutted their stuff on the runway. I personally have never had something wizard-related I care about less uh, seeing or hearing about uh, as a topic. But to me, I also don't think this is a big deal. Like a lot of people on on Wizards Twitter were kind of divided on this one of like, hey, you can do a, a fashion show when you win something. You're, you're an unserious organization was one take. And then the other take was like, I kind of don't care about this. I kind of like the fact that they're doing shit together and everybody did it. It's like when you have the rookies get up and sing at the beginning of training camp or something. And, you know, like it's at least there's some togetherness and then everybody having to go out and dance at midnight madness, you know, on a college team. Like it, it's something you did together. I also just do not give two shits about what their fashion statements are. So 
I, I was kind of just like, this is a non-story for me. And I kept it moving. How, how do you feel? And would you have participated in a fashion show with your teammates back in the day? No, back in the day, it wouldn't have mattered. Back in the day, it would, it would have been meaningless and stupid. <laughs> right. But now it's a big you're deal. selling the NBA through different media formats, right? Yeah, that's true. Like now the NBA, a lot of guys not watching the games, they're watching highlights on social media. Yeah. So what's the biggest, what's the one, the biggest thing now that, that came from the NBA was it's the fashion when they walk down, when they come to the games, right? Yeah. That's a, it's a fashion show now. Mm-hmm. A lot of NBA guys literally get up and say, hey, I have to put on a cool outfit. We, yeah, they have personal stylists and everything. Right, and- we didn't care. We didn't, coming to the games, it really wasn't about the cool outfit and see how much it's going to go viral. Right. So. You got you have crazy fashionable guys on the Wizards like Kuzma. I mean, mm-hmm. he, his fashion is is a uh, you know to be <laughs> you know to be you know what I'm saying. He's you out know, there, and, and yeah. some people love him. Yeah, he's out there. I'm I'm right? not pulling that and, look off if I go into the office like that tomorrow, but um, he seems to be able to get away with it, and it's good for him. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't pull that look off anywhere, you know. <laughs> And, but the, as far as being a, you know, media organization, the NBA is a media organization. The, the, the Wizards is a media organization as well as a basketball organization. You know, yeah. so many entities mm-hmm. that right there brings attention, brings, brings some type of marketing to the city. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like a stupid event. It is a stupid event, but these days and time, it's an it's for a reason. If they're happy, I'm happy. That's how I looked at it, and I think you know. With, with I don't even think, I, I, Matt. I swear it's not for any camaraderie, not for any team bonding. They seem pretty into it, man. I'm telling yeah, you, because like, that's what it's about now. Yeah. But this is a don't get it twisted. This is a marketing event. Well, and that. That was the other thing I wondered too, is like these guys that do care about the fashion and stuff like that. Now there are probably still some organizations that aren't as caught on to that. Like if you're a free agent that cares about that and you see Washington as a place where you can show that off a little bit, does that factor into decision-making down the road? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Think about, I mean, think about the best teams. So and look at it. That goes viral every day. What LeBron's wearing, what AD's wearing, yeah. what Tatum's wearing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's the Boston. That's Bo- right. So they have. They're saying, okay, we gotta. We're going to put our. If we want to be in that level, we have to play the game. Yep. Fashion show. Cool. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just. I like. I'm. 35, but I feel like I'm going on 50 sometimes. So I'm the old man typically that, you know, shakes fist at cloud with a lot of this stuff. But this one, I was just like, whatever, man, I don't even give a shit. Like I'll, I'll care once I have to care. And uh, the wizards have tried to be kind of ahead of some trends. They've been big on the gaming. They're ahead of the curve on the gambling. This just seems like another avenue to me, like you said, where, hey, they're doing well, some marketing here. Like and- you said, man, the, the organization now comes, it's a lot of guys who came from a lot of, there's going to be a lot of new ideas, a lot of new marketing yeah. ideas, you know, and 
The whole point is to shake it up. The whole point is to be different. The whole point is to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's your show. Boom. Bam. Boom. I love it. The one time I want to see a fashion show is at their championship parade in two seasons from now. Like you guys wear all the crazy shit you want when when we're winning. Let them have a fashion show. Fair enough. All right, fashion on, show it is. I, no, I'm calling you Papa Matt. I, I love it, man. Uh, I I had been the middle ground, I think, of the two perspectives on on uh, the Wizards fan base here on this one. Like I I don't care, but also I'm also not going to sit and watch it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm not either. Yeah. I don't care. Right. That's but exactly. it's for a specific audience, but it's for yeah. a grand audience. That's true. Yeah. Hey. It's for the youth. Yep. There you go. It's a, it's a new world. That's all. Um, all right, Johnny. I think that's all I got for you this week. Anything else you want to touch on or, or talk about before we get out of here? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, all right. Well, I think uh, we'll start to see some more stuff from, from on-court practices. The only other one that was a little concerning Saw some uh, footage of Johnny Davis shooting some threes at practice the other day. Form looked kind of wonky again after we'd seen it cleaned up a little bit over summer league. So I don't know what's going on there. That's a mess. I've I've been trying to be on the Johnny Davis bandwagon here, but uh, this is this seems like more like Markel Fultzish to me almost. You know, we're like we're screwing with stuff too much now, and uh, I, I think it's in his head. And hopefully that was just one bad clip, yeah, but. In the end of the day, it's only one form that works. I mean, it's not it's not the Sean Marion days. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you change the mellow. You had to change the mellow. You know, the mellow. Not uh, was Lamelo. What's one of the balls? Well, Lamelo. Yeah, he had the two handed push shot. Um, for most of his who the one shot from the one side? Of Lon- Lonzo was the one that was. You really had to change good. Lonzo's shot. It's too it. Any wonky shot is going to be inconsistent no matter what. It it was even if you had to be surgical about it, you have to change it. It was okay-ish looking in college, but didn't go in a lot. It got really wonky last year and it went even even less. It started to look better during summer league and went in a little bit more. And now it looks even more crazy extreme again. Like you're talking about one form that works. I tell you what doesn't work is your knees bowed in and touching in the middle when you're shooting a three pointer. There's no one on earth that could make that work. I can promise you Steph Curry is not hitting wide open threes first, with I'm his knees touching. Making a shot of bow bow. <laughs> right. yeah. he, he's got six feet of knees. So he's, he's yeah. got to like put them somewhere. Um, so I don't know. That's just something I'm, I'm looking forward to more footage of and and i want to see that in one of these open practices and and get a sense for you know um what that looks like they have an open practice on uh, tomorrow friday afternoon uh, half of it's open to the media i'm debating going to that honestly just because i want to see guys like that and i typically don't show up to those things in the preseason but it, it uh that one might be able to tell us a little bit here so I'll, I'll see if i can make it out and if we can learn anything from it Perfect. All right, everybody, that's Believe in Wizards. You know the drill, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Also, if you uh, like what you hear on the show and you like the fact that this reaches a pretty good audience and you want to like sponsor the show or want to do a presenting segment featured by whatever company X is called or, or something, uh, reach out to us, let us know. Happy to take on any presenting sponsors. We'll come up with your own segment for you. We can do that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, check us out. We'll see what we get going. All right, everybody, uh, Believe in Wizards presented by betonline.ag. We catch you all next time.
for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.